0: Welcome to the On Her Mind podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and I started this with the purpose of creating a safe space where women come together, share stories, and have the chance to self educate. On this episode, I chat with Janine Numana from Heart Unity. Janine is a gifted medium and energy healer who has helped people for over 20 years. She's since studied kinesiology, reiki, vibrational healing, theta, and hypnosis.
1: Let's jump right
0: in. Janine, thank you so much for joining with me today.
1: Thank you, Jess, for having me on.
0: Absolutely. You know, I'm a huge fan of your work and you've actually helped me clear so many blockages. There's something that I don't think you know, um, but I've had this idea for a long time to create a platform where women come together, share stories, learn to kind of speak the unspoken and when we sort of met, I, I had this going and I didn't really know where, where to start or, or what it looked like. So I did park it for a while. And then after my first session with you, um, we really cleared a lot of childhood trauma and I forgave a lot of people, including myself, um, which led me to come up with on her mind. Um, I registered the business name, I took all the steps I needed to take to kind of get get it to where we are today so i don't know if you knew that but i'm very grateful for you and um, i'm a huge believer in the work you do so for anyone who hasn't heard of kinesiology and other healing methods can you explain a little bit about how it works and how you help people
1: Sure, Jess, and thanks i'm really touched i didn't know that this that our work together inspired this but i'm that's that's the whole point the ultimate point of the work that I do is to bring through for people what they're meant to do because the clearer that we can get you um, the better off you are because then you start to tune into yourself and you bring through exactly what you're meant to do on the earth. You have to be clear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so with the healing methods, you know, you're clearing so much for for people is that a lot of things that are starting off from childhood
1: everything this is this is just how i work anything and everything under the age of seven is pretty much sets up your life so you repeat the patterns up to age seven i look at it that the you know um that well, the psychologists and psychiatrists and all of those in counsellors, they all know that too. I think um, I've heard many of the top people talking about that on, um, you know, podcasts and things like that. Uh, Dispenza, Joe Dispenza talks about that. Bruce Lipton talks about that. And I've known that also mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. So everything that we learn because we're just on an imprint, it's called the imprint period. yeah, And everything that we learned previous to seven years old, uh, like I said, becomes our future. Now with that, um, as things happen, the way I'm working, uh, particularly at the moment, even more so is really with the DNA. Now, when I say that, what I mean is we take on our parents' stuff. We all know yeah. this. You know, we say, we swear, you know, especially when we have kids, oh, I'm never going to do what my parents did, you know <laughs> <Yes>. what? <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> yes. guess what? You do.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: We try and change things, you know, and, and, and if we're really conscious, we do change some things, but you can't ultimately change what you've learned. It's like going to school, you can't unknow your times tables, Jess, can you? Yeah, yeah, because you repeated and repeated and repeated it, right? And in under the age, well, all ages, but we repeat and repeat and repeat because our parents are repeat, repeat, repeat. So when I'm working with somebody, what happens is we go back. And we remember, well, just say you came, as you did. Yeah. (laughs) You come to see me and I ask you, what is it that you'd like to clear? And whatever it is that you or whoever comes, I say, oh, well, I want to fix this, 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 and this. And I think, okay, awesome. Awesome. You know, we'll see how we go. We can't do the whole lot one go, but we'll give it a go. We'll get we'll get through it. And so you would tell me something that you wanted to clear. Perhaps it's the fact that um, people never listen. This is a common one, especially with women. People never listen to me, and it might sound like a little problem, but it's actually not because no matter what you say, people take no notice. Yeah. You know, and it's because it'll be something, of course, in your childhood. And so I say, well, when when was the big time that you can remember? So we start with something that was big and in your consciousness. And we tune into that and we kind of, we go back and and I take you back to that period of time. And I talk to you about what actually happened. So you have the memory of what happened. And then you need to go into it. That's where we kind of go a little bit It's not that I use hypnosis, but to explain it, I hold the energy now. Because of the work that I do, I I hold the energy for people to be able to go backwards. So it's like I'm a clairvoyant. Well, it's not like I am. I am a clairvoyant and I can see and read energy. Yep. And so what happens is most people know a clairvoyant as someone who sees the future or predicts the future, you know, the old crystal ball, you know, that
0: type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Tell me my future, yes. Tell me what's going to happen
1: tomorrow. Exactly, and it doesn't interest me. Yes. Okay, what interests me is what happened last year the year before when you were six when you were five when you were two because if we change that that will get you what you're looking or what you've come to me for saying I want a future reading well you can't usually get that unless you change things so you have to change things back there under the age of seven so we go back and you might say remember something that happened at 20 and then okay we we go through that and then it's like what else can you remember? What, what was another time? And this isn't the conscious brain doing this at this stage because I hold the energy for the unconscious. And so then you'll say, oh, I, I remember something that happened when I was 12. Cool, and we work through that. And then back again, what else? You know? Because I can see where it's come from. So even though I don't say, okay, when you were two, blah, 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 and blah happened because I want you to unconsciously go into it for yourself. And so I say, can you remember another time? And then eventually we end up at something under the age of seven. And, and even look, Jess, it's so exciting because sometimes it's still while your mum was pregnant with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's just fascinating. How, you know, that's, how does that work?
1: It's fascinating for me too. It's um, because you're a conscious being even back then. And so if your parents had an argument, for instance, yeah. and we'll get back onto that hearing thing, your parents are having an argument and, and say, um, you know, your dad's yelling and going, oh, you never listen to me. And, you know, you never take anything on, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever happens. Yeah. The baby takes that on as her own or his own because he can't differentiate, see, because when they're tiny little things, they're totally reliant on the earth planet yep. for the parents to you show them how to navigate the earth but of course the parents don't know themselves because they can't do it you know unless they're really conscious which you know we're getting more and more conscious now yes. But, you know, but back then, my parents are 88 no consciousness whatsoever although my dad's actually a medium that's and he's amazing a daddy, like i said it is very amazing and i think i remember mum going you well, never told me you did that <laughs> So that's kind of funny. Anyway, back on track. So we go back. And so things even that went on in the womb, so we go right back there often. Okay. And I yeah. find um things are happening, you know, the whole time. And so, you know, any thought that a that a baby in a womb isn't conscious or or being affected by their surroundings to me is just like it's just not. It absolutely is. So we go back. And we clear that, and then what we do is we go to the original source. And this is where the DNA comes in because it would have come down from, we'll just go back to the dad, the dad was never heard, okay? And so we go back to that, and then we find his mother was never heard. yeah. And her mother was never heard. And so it can go back seven generations is what I'm clearing. Then we just go back and back and back. So it works the same way. As when the doctors say, What's your medical history? And and people write down, so Mum had a heart attack, um, grandma had a heart attack, so and so had diabetes, and they say, Well, it's hereditary. Well, for me, that's the physical side of things that are hereditary. Yes. But for me in my work, the emotional stuff is hereditary.
0: The generational trauma.
1: Exactly. How do people
0: move past the generational trauma that comes through that hereditary? It has just been passed through and through and through for who knows how long, how, how do they start to unpack all that?
1: Well, we unpack it in the session because that's ultimately where we need to go back to because often the stuff like the baby in the womb where the father, you know, never felt heard. And and he will have those feelings, you see, because the children, all children, all of us are empathic. Some are more empathic than others but especially when we're young children we feel and know everything you it's like just when you walk into a room and you, and you just think oh god what's going on in here you don't know what it is but you know something's off yeah and it, you know what i mean and sometimes some people could have had a big argument in there like 10 minutes before you didn't hear it but you feel the energy
0: oh yeah or you'll for go sure. some,
1: you, you know what it's like yeah. and i'm sure other people do even if they're not you know they're not aware of the work that I do, or the fact that we can do these. I call them tricky things. Yeah. Yep. Um. But still, they know that. They know that when they walk into a room, they feel it. Well, a little tiny bubby feels everything. Yeah. Little tiny kids feel everything. And the thing is, and this is in mainstream as well. They take it on as their fault. you would have heard about people being divorced. Yep. And then the kids take and they blame themselves. It's yes. Kind of just- if I'd just behaved, if I just didn't be naughty, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah. And this goes on way at the start, Jess. And so that little bubby in there is going, oh, my God, you know, I've never heard. Oh, yeah. dear, that's terrible. And so he, she takes on or he takes on the emotion because that's all they are at that time. They take on the emotion of the father, which is all upset because he doesn't get heard, and the mother – for whatever she's going through, you know, perhaps it's a trust issue. That's why she doesn't listen to him. I don't know. Whatever it is, yeah. But so the baby takes on both sides. So the masculine from the father, the feminine from the mother, and then they form their own opinion. Oh my God, it's just not safe um, to speak because you're never heard anyway. Whatever they take on, and that's really where it gets back to. It's not always in the womb, but it's always under seven.
0: Yeah, and so for anyone parenting children, whether they're pregnant or they're in the early stages, what are some of the things they can start to practice to really break these trauma bonds, I guess, and and raise their kids to help them, give them the best chance?
1: Great question, Jess my suggestion is and look when i was learning all of this stuff you know i started my oldest son was 10 so you know i had no idea before that either i had a 10 an 8 and a four-year-old and so as i started learning i talked to them about it children children are just children on the earth but when we're not here we're grand spirits we're having a human experience and we're here to hopefully as i said earlier navigate them through the physical existence on the earth so what they can start to do is first of all start clearing yourself you know have some sessions with somebody anybody if if you've got a problem go and get it sorted because you'll pass it on to your kids if you don't okay That, that makes the most perfect sense and that's even though i was unconscious pretty much at the time because You know, I started like 30 odd years ago now. I'm 60. I started when I was about 32. So my daughter was actually two when I started. And um, you learn as you're talking to your kids. If you're, this is the best, probably the best advice I could give mums and grandmas and dads and grandpas and aunts, everyone, everyone that's got something to do with a child. If you're in a bad mood, that child is going to take that on that you're in a bad mood with them and that they've done something wrong. They just do because that's the energy that comes at them. And so if you're in a bad mood, it's a really great idea to say, hey, Jess, mummy's just having a really hard time at work at the moment. You know, I'm in a bit of a bad mood. I'm grumpy. It's nothing to do with you I'll sort it out, but I just wanted—I just wanted you to know that it's nothing to do with you. Is that cool? And the kid will go, "Oh," and feel a whole lot better. Whether they don't take it on completely or not, well, that depends on the child. But at least you've opened the doorway to start talking like that. I've got to say, um, my granddaughter's got the most benefit. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Mm, As you know, I've got an 11-year-old granddaughter and she's got the most benefit out of a grandma's wisdom. I really see it as wisdom now. My daughter said, "Mom, you just teach her anything. She says, I don't always want to know it, but you teach teach my daughter everything. (laughs) So she can. She's a whiz. Um, just quickly bragging about what a child's capable of because I've been showing her things um, and talking to her totally along this way. I never pull punches with her because I'm speaking to another spirit.
0: That's right. Yeah, you, you're having that emotional conversation to be able to help them understand that it's not there.
1: It's exactly. not their issues. It's not their issues. And they come to understand that. And then what happens is, you know, if she talks about, or mum and dad had an argument or so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that, I always talk it on a spirit basis then. And because she's been brought up literally since day one like that, yeah. feeling energy, you know, she had... <laughs> she would have um, what's that thing when they're eating and colic. She would get colic from you know her food or whatever, and I would just use energy to clear it. So it's been like that the whole time with her, and um, she understands. So when I talk about you know I'll explain this is mum's side, this is where dad's coming from, this is the whole thing. What do you... and and she just knows it. She's actually able to pick up what's going on now.
0: with people
1: even with teachers you know like she said to me a teacher she goes she doesn't she doesn't seem she loved her this particular teacher and she said she said to me the other day you know what she goes mrs blah 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 blah." she goes I've actually realized that um her brothers used to tease her a real lot and that's why she doesn't like the boys in the class like she's reading
0: (laughs) wow (laughs) so she can pick up on her teacher's Background and her teacher's energy—that's amazing.
1: It's incredible, and that's exactly what she does. So that's how—that's how you can teach them. But you need to start off with that basic thing of let them know it's not them doing that and working very hard. You know, and um, he hurt his back severely, and he was in so much pain he started to meditate. I think his chiropractor told him to. He was—he said to me he was fifty when that happened and so he started to meditate but then of course he meditated so well being a piscean you know it's easier for him um, in that regards and so he ended up seeing his parents and one and my uh, grandfather on my mum's side but not not my grandmother and uh, he worked out a lot of his issues with them which was kind of cool so we spoke all about that and um yeah wow yes. so he's
0: kind of passed the gift down to you do you think
1: yeah I do my mum said she used to see spirits all the time and was told she was stupid and oh. lying oh. and so she lost that so mum had all that but everybody has it yes yeah. it's just we're not taught and the, so that generation my parents generation pretty much non-existent but then my generation we some of us there was an awakening Okay, and um, and a lot of us woke up, started to wake up. You know, um I can remember when I first started saying I meditated, and people would literally hold a cross up at me, and some people would put say, "Well, well, I'll need to wear garlic with you," know, thinking that. Oh wow, you're joking! This was was thirty years ago, and um, and that's how it started. You know, I was then the weird one, which I'd already been always off tap in. But that's um, how it started. And so people would literally just thought I was crazy at first. And and it's only, you know, when I first started talking about it, I think probably one in five had maybe heard of meditation. Wow. And now everyone's heard of meditation. Whether they do it or not is a different story, but they've heard of it. But back yeah. then they hadn't even heard of it. It was such a crazy time.
0: Absolutely. So take me back to where it all began, where you were born. You know, how did you sort of first know that you had this gift?
1: Mm -hmm. Born back in Melbourne and um, grew up in Melbourne until I was about 13. We moved around quite a bit. um, And then we moved out to Eltham. This is in Victoria moved out to Eltham, went to school there, and I'd always just been that bit different. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, we, I went to Catholic school, okay, actually I've got to go back two steps before that because I was at Catholic school, and I can remember I was 11, and 11's a big thing. Any double numbers are always a big thing in, in astrology. And I just always feel that you get a double whammy or whatever that particular number is that you're yeah. yeah. And so I was at school, and we had a milk farm. You know, that was just the general local general store because everyone had one <laughs> well we were just like your little we were like the little grocery the corner grocery store before Coles and Woolies yeah wow you know? and then the big ones came in but uh, you know but we, there was still those around and we had two of those and one was in um, a place called Deep Dean which is right next to Kew in Victoria and we had that little shop there and my mum was excellent at giving service excellent at it and she ran the milk bar and my dad concreted and helped run the milk bar how they did it beyond me it was open from six to eight and they had four kids and I have no idea how they did it but they did they had me looking at fairies when I was a young kid I know I saw energy and look you know what just the thing I could say the most is the thing I was 120 percent accurate with since day one was if I met you I knew within 30 seconds whether we were going to be friends or not, and I was accurate 120% of the time. In fact, my husband um, at the time, oh, when I got older, he used to say that, oh no, if you don't, well, we're not, you know, because it was always, it didn't matter how much I tried to justify it when I thought that they were okay when I felt they weren't. And I reckon if you asked your audience, everyone would do that. If they remembered back, the first time they met someone they had a feeling and that feeling comes in in 30 seconds and then you have the choice to go with that feeling that's the empath or deny that feeling and muck it up and you'll know when you do that because you'll say things to yourself like god i knew i should have done that no shit why didn't i say that i knew i should have It's always some regret that you get later on when you didn't follow that intuition that comes in and you know that you're knowing from your spirit within the first 30 seconds of hearing a question or meeting someone. Yeah,
0: you already know. And then I find that even though I know what I should do, I do the opposite. And when I shouldn't have done it, I always get punished for it, you know, if it's, if I meet someone and I kind of know that I shouldn't be associating with them or it's not going to go well, I do then later find down the track I'm somehow <laughs> being punished for ignoring my intuition.
1: <laughs> well, it's not that you're being punished. as you didn't listen, so you're popping the consequences. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: There's I'm
1: consequences it. for everything. And all you women out there, you know <laughs> you know when you meet that guy yeah. whether he's okay for you or not. Then what happens is our programming, i.e. what we're talking about in the healing, takes over and then you decide you ignore what you know to do and your programming takes over because you're attracted to what you know. Yes. Okay, what you've been brought up, what what you've been taught, yes. Um, But your knowing, your true knowing from spirit says, get the hell away from that man. And you go, oh, my God, he's got the cutest eyes, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you go is it, for it anyway. <laughs> is, it
0: because they're, is it because they're attracted to what they know because that's comfortable?
1: It's comfortable, mum. It's what they were brought up with. So if dad, let's go back again, if dad never felt listened to, okay, yep. or mum didn't trust men, for some reason, which is why dad wasn't listened to, because she didn't trust the men. So she took on from the mother, let's go back to that baby in the womb, she took on from the mother not trusting men, which is why she doesn't listen to anything he says. And he had in his programming that no one listens to him. So the mother met the father and they became an instant bond because their stuff was matched. He found someone who didn't trust her, uh, who didn't trust him, and she found someone who didn't, who always felt not heard. So they have that in there, so they can't not be the match.
0: Yes, that trauma bond together.
1: The trauma bond together, and that's how we keep making these, these judgments. Now, if if you can change, help to change that yourself by when you meet somebody, truly listening to what that first thirty seconds says, and it says, "Run the hell out of there." And you actually run the hell out of it. You'll start to change your patterning on your own. It's just a slow way of doing it. And I've got quicker methods. Yeah. But you yeah. can do it yourself. Absolutely. You just have to make the change. The problem is people don't like to make the change. Usually unless they're forced into it. We're creature comforts and we don't usually jump out of the frying pan and into the fire. We just kind of like, okay, I'll just sit in the frying pan and just burn forever. Yeah, <laughs> Jump out, you know, Go through hell, you know, changing things and doing things, and you know, really jumping up our lives just for a period of time, as you know, um, and then uh, getting it back. So I learnt there. So getting back to the question, um, so then after that, so I taught swimming. So I did that for 22 years, and then what I I've always been searching for other things, knowing that we could be better, that we could improve. I've always been on the improve my whole life, you know, even in sport, you know, it's like, well, I did this and it didn't matter whether I won a gold medal or not, as long as I got better within myself. So even though I was extremely competitive, um, and you know, like later on and now still, but in more of much more of a fun way. Um (laughs) 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 nothing wrong with competition, it pushes you. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, Um, growing. It does, yeah, it makes you grow. And um so And I realised that there was more to it. So what happens is when children get to around the 11, 12-year-old mark, you might be a really great swimmer or a great runner at that age. But then what happens is kids start going and they go and practise because they like a particular sport. They go and learn it and they practise it all the time. So it becomes their sport. For me, it was swimming, so I'll just use that. So what happened when I was teaching is what I noticed, the ones that had natural talent... At the ages of around, they start to, you know, be around the age of 11, 12, whether that's puberty or not doesn't matter. It just seems to happen at that age. What happens is the ones that have natural talent, if they don't start training, they fall behind and they won everything till that age. And then they don't, why? Because then something else kicks in. And it's the determination. This is where the champions start to be bred. Uh, I coached high level too, by the way. You know, I had a club um, in Darwin, my own swimming club. I was a coach. I coached triathletes. um, Yeah, right up. Anyway, getting off that. So I was quite good at it is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so not just your average teacher.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I realised that something else kicked in. Now, you've got to think this is back when I was 28, you know, and I'm sure there was stuff read about it, but I do like to learn by observing and I trust myself to be led to what I need to read or hear or watch. And I've been doing that for a long time. I often trusted myself. And so I was like, "Wow, this seems a real thing. You know, they get to this age. Now if they take that on as a sport and they get guts and determination to want to win all those ones that were just, Doing it for beside, and there's your champions come out right because they're going to win every time because they love it, they yeah. got to love it and when they love it and they want to go to training and they want to do better and they want to swim faster or whatever your sport is. There's the champion coming along, right? So that leaves the others behind. you see so i started to think okay so there's this mind body connection what is it in the mind and that's when i came across and it it used to be called touch for health some of you may remember that but that's the beginnings of kinesiology so i learned that way back then i was like young it was about 30 and um, they still learn it because it's applied to kinesiology, which is what the chiropractors use. Okay. So then they branched off and did kinesiology. So I learned that back then. That was amazing. That took my triathletes I was training to another level. Um, I could... Um, switch muscles on and off, and they laughed because I could stop their muscles working just by a couple of moves. And they, the triathletes, wanted me to go to the races and turn their opponents off, which I couldn't. But it was a funny <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> so so of course that led on then to wow this is amazing this is this mind body connection your mind actually runs everything and we hear about it all the time now it's called the law of attraction but back then i was discovering this without all that shit going on you know and um it's like this is amazing and so I followed that. And then I went and I just learned modality, uh, probably about 10. I know I've said a few to you. I can't even remember what the others were. I, I get tickets for stuff. Tickets don't really interest me. My knowing interests me yeah. I know I did kinesiology, I did um, uh, hi- uh, hypnotherapy, I did um, the diamond structure, I did Chiron healing. I did all these healing modalities about, t- it was a good 10 of them over the next period of time for about the next five years. Um, I also did Shiatsu. Now Shiatsu was my normal way so that I wasn't getting crosses and garlic put at me uh, <laughs> to bring out my, my other modalities. So we came, um, I, you know, like I was married at the time. Anyway, we moved up to Noosa and I did Mundi Markets, which are world famous. And I took a little stall there. Now, I was one of the first ones to take a stall, not the first, but definitely one of the first. There was probably about three others. And I did kinesiology out of a little stall in there. And um, people started coming. Now, you can imagine, I practiced on these people doing Shiatsu, which is Japanese acupressure, the same as Chinese acupuncture, but we use pressure. And uh, I did that in there for eight years, twice a week, working from six tool too. You can imagine how many people, different people I saw on my table when I was doing just 15 minute sessions. So, you know, you've got to say three an hour. So I was learning from all these people. And then what started happening, and this was very, very quickly, because remember, I'd done all this other base work, which I love, the energy work, but it was still so, you know, um, gaga with everybody that, you know, I, I learned this um, way of Shiatsu. And so about three months, two, two or three months after taking my little store, people would then come to the tent, you know, that I had, and I would look at them and I called it reading them. And so I would scan them and I'd go, oh, yeah, their left shoulder's out, their right hip's out and their knee's out. And then I'd say, okay, what can I do for you? And then they would just repeat what I'd just seen. Wow. Wow imagine doing that every day so I played games with that because I didn't know anyone else at the time Jess that was yeah. doing it were, look I'm not saying there wasn't of course there was of course there was but I didn't know anyone else doing what I was doing I was just learning okay. so then um, they'd come in now if I didn't say anything and they didn't say anything I would look at their body on the table and I would poke them with my pressure and of course Ouch, man, I had the right spot, didn't yes. <laughs> Yeah. So it confirmed for me time and time and time and time again for eight years what happened there. Wow. And I was so accurate with it. So then the readings got more and more. And then I would start to tell them when I was working and doing the pressure, say, for instance, I re- this one stands out um, in particular, I touched their ankle and, and I said to them oh my god when you broke your ankle the ligaments have never been right since I never broke my ankle they said blah anyway they argued with me a little bit and that was my first sort of oh you know when I was first starting out so I argued back oh, yes you did no I didn't yes you did. anyway so I shut up <laughs> they later rang me three that was about three days later and they rang me and said oh my god I can't believe it I broke my ankle when I and it was exactly the story, um, you know, that I gave them. So that's what started me swapping over, over those eight years, I gradually swapped over so I would see people and then I just started going backwards knowing what was wrong with them and I said, oh, where did that come from? And then I would, would um, you know, work with it that way through the body to start with. I thought spirit was pretty cool to teach me that way. Yeah,
0: so they had forgotten that they'd broken their ankle, maybe like they'd done it as a
1: child. Yeah, they had done it as a child. Uh, i They did it in. It was actually in football because I said, "I see you kicking a ball. I see you breaking ankle." No, 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 no. Okay. And then so later on, when people, if I'd say something and they said no, I just wouldn't go there. You know, I knew, I knew that I knew. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it didn't matter anymore. But that's how I started because I was very always wanted to be right. You see, that was one of the things I had to clear in ages <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay, so, yeah, you've started.
1: Except to... that I was.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just am. I just don't have to tell everybody.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. And I just knew, you know, and it took me a little while to get that because I was very big. Look, oh, I know, I know this, I'm right, I'm right. Yes. And I'd argue, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I don't care anymore. It's just like, I know, and I know 120% because when I'm working we laugh about it you know um <laughs> yes. but when I'm working I'm always right yeah Why? because I'm fully tuned in it's what I do it's like you know if someone does banking they're right they know the job yeah it's what they do this is what I do from that market I had um I remember this first woman she was from Sydney she said if I got a group together would you come down and work with them. Sure, that's how I started to get around Australia. So I started going to different, because that market was multi, you know, from everywhere, from countries and from states, because it was, your Monday markets are huge, you know them, everyone does. Yeah. And so I started going around Australia, different places. And then I got overseas, someone in Hong Kong, took people from overseas to come over to Hong Kong and uh, work from that centre so she asked me if I'd come and that's how I got overseas working. I went from I went to Hong Kong and started working then from Hong Kong someone asked me to go to Singapore so I went there and then someone else asked me to go to uh, Koh Samui and I went there so that's how I started doing all like overseas work and then round Australia work and uh, that's how I got out. So you've about. been all over the place. I have.
0: And when you do these, you know, when you're at the Yumundi markets and you're now traveling overseas to help people with this, you're reading energy and you're really tapping into each individual. Does that get exhausting?
1: No, I love it. Really? Yeah, I love it. it. Because I'm not using my energy. See, people think we, well... Okay, so lots of healers burn out and you hear Mm. that, right? You would have heard that before. After a couple of years, they burn out. Why? Because they think they're doing it and they're using their own energy Mm. and they haven't handed it over to spirit.
0: Right. So you just love it.
1: Love it because I just tune in and then it's just like blah, blah, blah. I get a high off it
0: of wow. course
1: if I do a lot of them, just like if you were to do a lot of your book work or a lot of your, you know, whatever you're doing, your banking, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever job you've got, you get tired, of course. But I don't push myself like that anymore. Yep. I used to. I used to do crazy things because I just, oh my god, this is so fantastic, I love this and I still love it, but I don't do that, you know. Um Three sessions spread out over a day is enough for me because they take me, you know, anywhere from one to two hours, usually around the one-and-a-half-hour mark these days. And so that's enough, you know, three, that's four-and-a-half hours, that's enough. If I keep going with it, you know, then, yeah, of course you get tired. But not just doing what I know to do. For me, three a day is more than enough.
0: Yeah. You know your limits and you know exactly yeah okay so that's just it's so interesting to me I, I love it all it's really good information so someone books in with you you mm-hmm. um, have a bit of a conversation with them you know if they're in Perth or Gold Coast you know they're not able to access you in person you give them a call via FaceTime first is that right
1: yeah, FaceTime's fun if people want to meet me if they haven't met me before. Yeah. Um, FaceTime's fun. Most people are pretty cool if someone's referred them to me. You know, their good friends referred them. They don't even care whether they do FaceTime. Some people like to meet us. Cool, let's do FaceTime first. Let's chat for 15 minutes. Let's, you know, talk about what you want to work with. And, We figured that out by, um, they might say, well, I want to work with I Don't Trust Men or I always pick these guys. And I'm saying guys because I know we've got a women's audience. And and I keep picking these guys that do you know cheat on me or whatever. There's a reason for that. Now, sometimes people will book in and then they go, I don't really know why I booked in, but I just did. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, well, what's not working in your life? And they go, oh, no. And and there might even be in a bit of denial and they go, but their knowing got them to me. So then it's let's figure it out. Okay, is there anything not working? Oh no, it's all okay. I say, okay, tell me the last argument that you had. Or if they don't know that, still, when we need more nitty-gritties, I say, tell me the last time you got angry at someone. Once we go to that spot, that's where it is. Because the beauty of being on this earth is every person you meet is a mirror reflection of yourself. Yeah. Now if you like that. Person and you love everything about them and you don't argue with them, that's you loving everything about you as well that that person's reflecting. But if you meet someone, And you're arguing with them, whatever that argument was, and you think, oh, God, they're so up themselves or whatever. (laughs) Okay? Turn that around, girlfriend, because somewhere you're up yourself and whatever (laughs) they said (laughs) irked you to the point that got you angry because you're angry at yourself. Because even though we start and we go back and we say it's about mum or it's about dad, ultimately the learning was for you. So even that baby, even in the womb, wanted that learning. That's, what yeah, we're for,
0: that's right? right. Everyone's a bit of a lesson, aren't they?
1: Every single thing that happens to you is your lesson. You created it, and you can sit there and you can argue with me all you want, but <laughs> I'm just going to 100%, 20% say no. And if you truly understand all this, you see, lots of people get on the bandwagon with the law of attraction where it's concerned just with money. know it's the law of attraction you know if your business isn't running, and that's where it got started that's a good thing because you know we need money on the earth but it goes through to every single little thing is it it's like let's call earth a stage play yes this is a really cool analogy we'll call it a stage play and you and i decided to get onto this stage play to meet at some stage where i would help you and then you would Um, in turn, help heaps of other people by sharing this conversation with people. And we made that decision way back before we got here. Yeah. So we met and everything's played out. Yeah. Yeah. Now in a family, your family repeats with yourself over and over again. Your family, even if they were what you term as the worst family in the world, (laughs) and how the hell was I ever put into this family? Well, guess what, girlfriends? You chose it, no matter what the lessons.
0: Yeah, wow. And when you're dealing with someone, whether it's um, family or um, in your everyday work life or even friends, and... You know there are some things that you're thinking oh that really irks me or I just I don't understand and you say that you're mirroring that person how can you actually start to practice the lesson so you go okay they're doing this it really annoys me how can I turn it back onto myself to start to unpack and move away from that part of someone that you really don't like
1: yeah so the other person see how you do it is first of all you go and this can be hard sometimes you might need a girlfriend we don't like to see our own stuff yeah okay we don't like to think because you know everyone says oh tell me my past life you know and they all want to be princesses well you guys were in wars you guys were fighting you were the kid you were the you know the just a handicapped child you were you know you, we were all these things but only everyone wants to be the princess and yeah the queen the, king, the queen the king. yes they want to be the good people and it's the same in life so that's what they're like with their past lives you know i, I just wanted to be the queen though well guess what you weren't just yeah the queen. Yep. what were you going to learn just from being the queen you have to be everything yes and so you need to learn everything. So some people, and I know that this time for me, I'm doing like three lifetimes all in one. I'm just so catching up. And I need to speak to myself later about doing that again because it was a bit hectic. But anyway, that's another Yeah, story. wow,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Getting back to that. So what you do is you might meet someone and I'll just say, okay, I'm going to use this analogy. It's a, it's um an old one, but it, it's stuck out to me. I was in the post office many Christmases ago. I went down to Melbourne and I was in the post office and I was standing in there and there was this huge line and I was a bit... I wanted to get going, but I was standing this line, standing this line. Anyway, then this person comes off from the right-hand side and just walked up to the front counter. Everyone else is in three lines waiting at these stupid boundaries. Didn't even have COVID. And yep. they were waiting in these boundaries, waiting to go into the next person. And everybody was looking at the person, no one said anything, but I felt all their energy. And I just mm. said, I just went up and I said, excuse me, mate. I said, the line's actually back here. Mm. And I said, no, I don't reckon there's one person in this room that's going to be happy if you stand there. And I joked about it, but I said it, but I was really shitty with them. <laughs> yes. And I couldn't get over how shitty I was with them. So anyway, he said, oh, so, so, so sorry, which they knew, but they did it anyway. Yes. And so they went to the back of the line. You see, that's what happens when you fully in tune or you know, <laughs> and yeah. you know what's going on yeah. and so I sent them like they went back I didn't send them I just said hey that's not cool Anyway, everyone nodded and said good on you good on you no one said anything I was the only mug that said anything But yeah. everyone else was like good on you good on you you know thank you thank you thank you and I was just like what's well, not fair and um anyway but later on I was telling the story and the next day I was still telling the story And I thought that's a good indication That you need to look at something. When you can't get something off your mind, you need to look at it. That's spirit hinting to you. You're not getting the hint. So I thought, okay, what annoyed me? And I thought, well, I don't push in, see, because it's not always visible, because it's in your unconscious. That's why it can be a bit difficult to do. So I, I thought to myself, hmm, do I push in? And I thought. No, I don't push in. I thought, yeah, but that's the energy of it. What else is it? Anyway, I sat and I just meditated for a bit and, and just sat quietly. And it's I can be pushy. Because going back to what we said before, I was always right at that stage. And, and yeah. don't tell anyone, but I think I am sometimes still now. I do that. But anyway, back then <laughs> I was still like that. We've all got our stuff, eh? Yeah. yeah and that was one of my big ones. I was pushy, you know, I would get these, because I was always innovative and learning new stuff, I would tell everyone, like I was telling people to get off chocolate and milk and wheat back when I was um, 28 because my son... Um, had dairy intolerances, which I found out about. Read up on it. No one was talking about it. Hardly anyone knew about it. And so I had told everyone else because they should all get off it too. Why? Because I'd found this out, and you should do this too because this is good for you. So. I was doing it under the guise all the time of, this is really good for you, you need to do this. But really, I just wanted everyone to agree with me and there was a bit of both in it, see? And so I thought, oh, that's where it is, back to the man at the post office. Okay, so I'm pushy. Yeah, I can be. So I just started to note and become aware. This is where we become aware. This is the difference between becoming a conscious human and an unconscious human. Yeah. So I became conscious of every time I was pushing my opinion, <laughs> whether it was warranted, wanted or yes. not, on yes. other people. You see how to do that? Oh, a hundred
0: percent. I think everyone would be, you know, guilty of this quality
1: oh absolutely but they'll that's how you do it so whatever the thing is you just have to sit because you'll get you, your unconscious doesn't like to admit that you're wrong either because if you were wrong when you were a kid you got into trouble right so yeah. that's the reason people don't like to be wrong and the more you don't like to be wrong that means the more trouble you got in as a kid yeah yeah again it goes back to being a kid right and so I like to be right you know I just did otherwise I got into trouble <laughs> yeah did. yeah no, I'm gonna be right yeah and um so but you do that with everything so that's how you do it I hope that makes sense for yeah everybody. so you re-play just it for yourself
0: yeah you replay it and you sort of realize okay I didn't like that and now I'm gonna sit with it bring it mm-hmm. to my awareness yeah. and then work on it and I guess the next time it comes up for you you can sort of be go, aware oh. of it yeah, absolutely. And and
1: Jess, you won't stop doing it immediately. You'll you'll do it again next time. But you'll go, oh my god, there yeah, I just did that again. Okay, yeah. so that's how it starts. It's not like you just get you know if you haven't done much, if you haven't been that conscious up to date, and you're just starting to wake up, you're not going to do it the way I do it now. But back then, that's how I did. I still do it that way to start off. You have to. But a really good thing to do is to say, okay, sit back with it. And it, it comes to you over two or three days. It might take a week. It might take you two or three more goes because people will continue to do that to you until you get it.
0: Yeah, it's That's a why practice. People have
1: things. Well, people have, yes, it's, it's people will mirror the same thing to you over and over again. That's why people keep getting boyfriends that they don't trust Uh, well, that they think they trust and turn out to be not trustworthy because you're not getting it. You haven't cleared it and you will get those boyfriends until you clear it. So start asking yourself this question. Okay, go back to the post office. Okay, I know I don't push in in front of people, but I'm pushy. That came through after two or three days. Oh yeah, I push my opinion. And then I just started noting it. And at first I would start saying it and I oh my God, I did it again today. I did that to so-and-so. But because I was becoming aware of it, then as time went on, I'd start to say something and stop myself. And you can do it that way. It's just a slow process. Here's a little bit quicker. Say to yourself, show me where I'm coming from. Mm. So you see and you go through and you think, what is it I'm doing here? So show me where I'm coming from. And that's what you say in your meditation or all day. Just show me where I'm coming from. I want to know where it is that I'm coming from. Now, you might get to a certain point and then you can't clear it anymore or you don't get it. Ask your girlfriend, you know, and your girlfriend has to be not one of these. A good girlfriend tells you the truth.
0: Yeah, okay? you can't be asking someone who might have an agenda behind their answer.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And they're not truthful. My friend and I, we, we, her name's Maureen, and I love her dearly. And she and I back then would do it. And she, I'd say to her, all right, <laughs> but we got honest with each other and just because we wanted to grow. Yeah. And so if you want to grow, you want people around you that want you to grow. And so get, find your girlfriend. Or you know what, when you start doing this stuff, you'll start finding new friends because your energy will raise its vibration. And so then you will attract people whose vibration is the same as yours. While you're in shitty victim mode, you are going You will continuously get shitty victim people. When you start to raise your vibration, you get better and get better and get better.
0: Yes, 100%. Um,
1: Did I answer that
0: question? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I completely agree with that so going to the current um COVID-19 situation it's completely Mm -hmm. out of everyone's control what advice would you give to people that are really struggling at the moment with their mental health they've lost jobs they're working from home with kids or you know they're single they've got no family what's what can we do in this time
1: Absolutely use it to learn something new about yourself. People are saying learn something new outside of themselves. I get that. My advice would be, you've got all this time at the moment, women out there. Meditate, get in connection with yourself. That's where you overcome depression. That's where you get told you know, what to do, not from someone else, but what's the best for you how do you know whether it's yourself or your spirit? In other words, whether it's your mind or your spirit, if it's telling you what to do, go and do this, get that done right now. And talking like that, that's your mind. Your spirit comes through and suggests, just go and do that in a very gentle voice. Okay, it's gentle. It's like, just go and ring that person. Yeah. Just go and do that. And it's a hint. And then a little bit later on, usually when you're not aware, you'll say, ring that person. And so just do it, do whatever it says. This COVID is a very interesting thing. Of course, I have a big opinion on it, which we won't go into because it's nothing (laughs) to do with this conversation. (laughs) However... I understand, I'll say this much, it's an awakening for those. It's a second chance. It's a big awakening for everybody to take stock of what you've been doing. I understand that there's not a lot of money. I understand all those things you said. It's a time to change. Mm. Yeah,
0: to really it's a look time inside. to
1: wake up. We have been told what to do, told where to go, told what day it is, told what to learn, Told to have vaccinations, told to have all this stuff for years. But this is it in yeah. the most powerful way. Stay home. And guess what? They are. People are staying home. Yeah. It's like the oh, anyway, I won't get onto that, but it's just totally, totally <laughs> get in connection with yourself and stop listening to them. Open your minds, women. Open your mind. I will just say this, and that is I'm quite passionate about all of this, because the news medias, the whole lot, all across the board, have you noticed that that's all they talk about? Yep. Right. That's the general broadcast to the general public. Those news medias all around the world are divided up and owned by four companies. And don't believe me, get on and find out for yourself. They're being told what to do. We are told we are humans. We are told we have no rights. We are told that we are not spirit. We are told that only what we can see, touch and feel is real. Yep. It's time for us to speak up. Yeah. To stand up for ourselves. It's like being in a bad relationship, girls where he's just controlling and controlling and Mm. controlling, okay, and says, you can't have a job, you need to stay home. You have to do this. You can only work so many hours, you know. It's the same thing. So liken it to that and stand up for yourself and start to look outside your square. And the number one thing is meditate.
0: Yes. Call
1: your spirit in. Show me what I need to learn. Show me what I need to know. Yeah. What am I needing to learn out of this? For those of you that don't have any money, that sucks. Okay. So maybe you need to look at at a new way to make your money. Perhaps you've been sitting there for a really long time on the fence line and you've been wanting to do, perhaps start a little business. I've been wanting to really, um, I've been Working in aged care a few days a week, right? And I've been doing it because I took a break from all this for a little while. You know, I wanted time out to reset myself. So I did. And I'm working in aged care at the moment. And um, I am wanting to get out of that now, you know, totally wanting to get out of that. Those needles and all that nonsense, I'm not doing that. And plus, I want to get, you know, um, back and and doing a bit of travel again and all that sort of thing. Um, and so I'm cleaning my insides out, this is what I'm doing at the moment, cleaning my insides out, you know, it starts inside. So I'm yeah. doing that because I put on weight while I've been doing this uh, work with the um, aged care because I'm trying to protect myself from the negativity that's in these places where I'm working. And so you put on weight because of that. It's protection. That's a good hint, girls, that want to lose some weight. What are you yeah. protecting yourself from, now? Yeah? So, and it's happened to me, you know, and I'm, I know better. But you know what? I'm still human and I'm still learning. And this has been fascinating. Never been fat in my life. Work here, fat. Okay. Yeah, Is wow. that fat? Yep. Ten kilos. So I'm losing that and um and cleaning my insides out. I'm cleaning my email data about base out. So. Anyone that knows me will get a phone call from me. That's being cleaned out. I'm up in Harvey Bay, working in an aged care centre up here, um, because where I was, you know, had slowed down a bit. So I've come up here, I've got heaps of work. I've been working on that, working on the money, you know, working on everything that I want to do from now on, and COVID came just in time, as far as I'm concerned for me. Those people that have passed away, I feel sorry for them and their families. The people pass away from the flu every year. This is just simply another flu that's got an agenda and that is way out of proportion to what's actually going on, which we'll all find out soon.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and just taking the time to really look inside to and to know yourself. Yeah, clearing out. That's a really mm-hmm. good takeaway message. I love that. Yeah,
1: we're forced to do it. And yeah. we don't do things unless we're forced to. And this is a big force. So it's in one way, it's clearing a lot of stuff out, you know, things are really getting cleared in a whole lot of other ways that the general public's unaware. But if you start to open your mind, open your heart and have a good look around. You know, so many people weren't happy in their jobs. Change it now. Yeah, time. now's
0: the time. Reset. That's exactly right.
1: You know, reset yourself, girls. Reset. Yeah. If you loved your job, great. Go back to it. If you didn't, do something else. Yeah. If you yeah. can't, hey, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll absolutely be able to help. Yeah, so absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really good advice. And, you know, imagine if we all spend this time to look inside to Mm. break some of the generational trauma up and really heal ourselves and then we come out on the other side, everyone's looked inside. Imagine, you know, what type of world
1: that looks like. Exactly. It's the great awakening. You know, we've, we've been having... We've been having energetic awakenings time and time and time again. This is like, to me, I just see this as a rather wonderful thing because it's making us stand up. What do we want? What do we want our earth to be? What do we want our world to be for our children? We're handing this nonsense that we've been living in to our children and to yeah. our grandchildren. I'm a grandmother. I'm handing that down to my granddaughter. That is not what I want for my granddaughter.
0: Yes, that's exactly right.
1: It's not what I want for me. It's not what I want for the world. So be and do and have the person that you want to be. Yes. And do and have. Yes. That person, if everyone takes full responsibility i.e fully understands the law of attraction take full responsibility for everything you do and say and are and that's all you need to do and if everybody starts to do that it becomes the hundredth monkey um, system where once it comes to a tipping point when there's more people doing that than not the whole earth and she's evolving too don't worry yeah the whole earth as a being she's a living being she's evolving we're evolving everything evolves the sun the planets the moons the everything evolves or it dies you you grow or you die
0: yes yes absolutely
1: and if you take responsibility full responsibility for yourself and your energy and your frequency which means if even if you feel like crap Smile. Why? Because when you smile, you can't be shitty. Just try that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, I've tried that a few times and it definitely yeah, works.
1: <laughs> it does. And it takes the same amount of energy just to be shitty as it does to be happy. Yeah, yeah. It's just that when you've gotten into that downward spiral, it takes a lot to get out of it. But it's the same the other way around. Once you get into the happy spiral, you know, you'll be in that too.
0: Yeah. I hope that helps yes that's awesome i've got three quick questions for you so first one favorite karaoke song
1: (laughs) <laughs> Has to be brown eyed girl Jackson Brown. Yeah, love that.
0: That's an awesome karaoke song. I love that. I we'll, love have, it. we'll have to go soon when we get um let out, yeah, let out of
1: our confinement.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what's yeah, actually, your,
1: that'd be fun, Jess?
0: that will be such a good time. What's yeah. your favorite destination? Where's the best place you, you love to be?
1: Oh, I love, I love Noosa. Yeah. I just love. And I love Italy. I just, it's my, it's it's the other half of me. Dad's Italian, as you heard earlier. And I love it. I'm so at home there. Oh, that's
0: so beautiful. Yeah, I love it. What's the best piece of advice you've received?
1: It's none of your business what someone else thinks of you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes it's none of your business what someone else thinks of you yes yeah. or what their opinion is is none of their none of your business none of
1: your business and when you get the first time I heard that I was most put off I was like what do you mean it's not my opinion you know if they don't like me of course it's my you know but it's actually not it's none yeah. of your business what anyone else thinks of you at all
0: yes that's and that just none of your business. allows such a nice space for you to live yeah. in yeah or exactly. caring what others think. You could get so much done.
1: Mm-hmm. Because you just get past that, you know. Once, and that's all to do with that authority thing, which is what we're doing at the moment with this COVID thing. You know, it's all about the authority. Do we mm-hmm. go on with what the authority says? And everyone we deem as an authority, whether it's a teacher or a politician or a priest or, you know, whatever, we're so concerned about what they think about us and it's none of our business what they think, yeah. Because it depends on where they're coming from as to what they're going to think about us. Yeah. And it's none of our business. And when you can really get that, and really understand that, and know that, your life changes in ways you can't even think of. Yes,
0: Janine, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It has been such a pleasure. You're just you're such a lovely soul.
1: Oh, thanks, Jess. Thank you for even thinking oh, of me. <laughs> of
0: course. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you do want to get in touch with Janine, I put her contact details and website in the show notes. You'll also find them on our website. We'd love to hear feedback and any topics you may want us to cover in the future. Send us a DM on Instagram or go to our website at onthemindgroup.com.